Well, I'm excited to be here, up here. Uh, I just want to thank uh, John and, and Kim, Parker and Bree, Josh and Lynn for the opportunity. It's been a while, to be honest, but my passion is, it's always been uh, Jesus. You know, the moment I got saved, uh, year 2000, um, a transformation took place in my life. And um, from that moment, um, I was sold out for Jesus. He, he, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, made himself real to me. And from that moment, I knew that uh, God is, is good, <laughs> that, that, that he was always behind me. And um, so it's been a journey from the year 2000 until now. Uh, when John asked me about talking about vocation, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm the tennis coach at Miami University. It's been 18 years that I've been, uh, it's been an experience. Um, but out of those uh, uh, 18 years, only four, I'm going into my four um, head, uh, head coaching year. All of the other years, there's been preparation. <laughs> um, I serve on their fourth, four head coaches and and to be honest, I think where I have developed more in my Christian living is being out there on the, on the workplace. Um, because the Lord put me in situations that I needed to depend on him at all times. You know, I was the assistant coach. The head coach leaves. Uh, and then they call me in. You're, you're in. First time leading a team. I'm like, God, help me. You know, my dependency was on him all the time. And I think it's, it's amazing because I do believe that God opened that door for me here at Miami University. Um, he opened the door, and, and at the same time, he, he wanted me to know that, that that's just something that you do. But who you are, you're a son. And I have given you this opportunity to impact every life that you come in contact with. So it's been a, it's been a journey. Uh, in 2010, I had the opportunity, the, the, head, coach, the, the head coach that I was working um, with, he took another job, and then I was the interim head coach for that, for that year. Uh, we did great, win the conference, coach of the year, but none of that uh, mattered because at the end of the day, they hired somebody else. So I was placed in those positions four times. And, and, I, and I knew during those times, God was doing something in me. Kingdom living, right? That's just what it's all about. So he put me in these situations where I was asking, but why this? Why that? And he began to teach me. It's not about why. It's about, you have to change the way you're thinking and ask, what do you want me to learn in this situation? So it was a stretch for me. I mean, it's, it's pretty tough when they overlook you, and, and the reason why also was a big thing, and I was resisting that change in my life. Uh, to be a head coach, you need, you need the four-year degree. So I played professional, so I didn't, never went to college. But in that process, you know, I was believing God with all my heart. No, you're going to give me the job. We won the conference, coach of the year, all of that. But in the meantime, I know God now. I see it now. He was working in me because he wanted me to go to school. And I went to uh, Grace Christian University in, uh, in Michigan. But I resist that for so long, thinking, believing that God was just going to do a supernatural. And he can. But sometimes faith requires action. And, and, and he was clear, I want you to go to school. So in, in that process, 
uh, another head coach takes another job. Uh, but finally, I had decided, okay, this is something that I need to change, right? That's, that's what Miami requires. There's nothing they're going to do about it, so I needed to change. I needed to change the way I was thinking towards going back to school. I needed to change, you know, my, 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 my attitude towards that. In the meantime, the coach leaves. I'm already in school, and that's another supernatural provision. Um, I couldn't go to Miami, but I wanted something with, uh, with, with God, you know, involved. You know, I needed to feed something that actually uh, uh, makes me feel that I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm growing in the things of God. So I said all that to, to um, mention that, you know, I'm not sure where you are right now in your journey, but if you're believing for something, don't give up. You know, stay with it. You know, kingdom living, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, it's about putting in pressure situations and allowing God to work through you in, in many areas. So um, I remember about that time, 2004, and um, I don't know if you guys heard of uh, the, the, the song Do It Again from Elevation Worship. And I'm just going to read the lyrics because this was something really, that's, that's how I felt in the, in, in the, at that time. It says, walking around these walls, I thought, I thought by now they fail, but you, you have never failed me yet. Waiting, to change, waiting for change to come, knowing that the battle's won. You know, in the process of that, I know of talking to Marilyn, I mean, we will pray, pray and, and she will say, God is going to give you the job. But it was a, in the natural, we couldn't see it how that was going to take place. So um, I had to really, uh, you know, change the way I, I, I thought about the situation, submitting to God, and, uh, and that's where I want to start. I think uh, God, God gave me that, that job, um, and even that I asked so many times, why, why, why? Uh, I feel like he, he told me, you have the responsibility to do things differently, to change and, and that's where I want to start this morning. Uh, you know, when I think about kingdom living, um, like I said, I think I developed so much out there on the, on, on, on the workplace. And, and when I think about kingdom living, for me, what it means, okay, how do we access the kingdom? You know, how do, how do, we, how, how do we access the kingdom? And, and, and to me, this is some of the scriptures that they really helped me. And the first one is in, in Matthew 3. Uh, and I'm going to use the Amplified Bible. I know the Passion Translation is popular here, <laughs> but uh, sorry. <laughs> um, but the Amplified Bible just, uh, I think God wants to really amplify this, this, this way of thinking, you know, that we have access. That, and, and it says, in those days, there appeared John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness desert of Judea and saying, repent, think differently, change your mind, Regretting your sin and changing your conduct for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Think differently, change your mind. That's an action, right? And, and I felt like I was put in those situations many times that I could believe God for whatever it was, but he wanted me to change the way I was seeing things. And that's when I, 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 I exercised this, um, th this verse. Now, repentance... And it's funny because I when I was uh, thinking about preaching this, uh, I'm taking uh, the School of Kingdom Ministry, and in the manual, it was confirming uh, 
some thoughts and, I, and, and ideas that I was feeling in the inside of me. So the Holy Spirit, you know, begin, begin to, you, you know, stir me up in that area of repentance, which um, says repentance is a term that can be distorted in various ways. In some circles, the church, the focus has been narrowed to focus only on sin, right? Like, and I, I, when I got saved, that was my first thing, like, okay, forgive me of my sin. And, but it's so much more than that. There is so much power behind that word repentance that, that unlocks situations, at least in, my, in, my, in your personal life, right? You have to... Um, so the word itself, metanoia, in Greek, includes both, both the senses of thinking differently or change your mind as well as turn around. So for me, that became real, right? I had to change the way I was thinking towards school for me to get the position. I had to change uh, my mind regarding that. And therefore, turn away from sin and turn towards God. Jesus calls us completely, completely to change our thinking away from the ways of the world. That's vital for us. Whatever it is that we do, especially out there on, on, on doing the job, we have to have that mindset to change our thinking away from the world and towards the ways of God. That's vital. And, and my own relationship, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit just one day told me, just take the L out of the world and stay on the word. If you play... <laughs> okay. So, because I was asking, how can I... And he said, just take the L out of the world and stay on the word. Stay on the word. Stay on the word. I believe in the word. There, we have all answers. You know, I believe the word is a light onto our feet. So are you ready to change the way you think? We don't want to miss our miracle because we're thinking maybe in a way that it's our thinking. Well, are you ready to submit to God Live in a way that honors him. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And I battled that for many years until finally he told me, you change. You change. You change. Repentance is not just thinking different in a different way so much as it is thinking from a different starting point. From a different starting point. Now, if you go to uh, Mark 1, it's another way of looking at this changing away. Mark 1, verse 14. Then here it comes Jesus, right? Now, after John was arrested and put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The appointed period of time is fulfilled completed and the kingdom of God is at hand repent have a change I love this have a changed mind have a changed mind you've been you've been wanting things to change but you keep seeing them the same way you always have and the Holy Spirit is, is really stirring us up to change your mind especially now it's been I mean I don't know about you but it's been a, a tough year I feel you know with this whole situation you know, and how many of you at the beginning of the year believed God that this was going to be the best year of our lives and the breakthroughs were going to come through? That remains the same. But we have to renew our mind to that. 
We can be so strong and tough when things go well, but the Lord is calling us to live a kingdom life. If we go through scriptures, it, went in, it was in pressure situations that the kingdom was manifested himself. It was in, in, in the pressure, right? Pressure produces something in you. But you have to change the way you think. When I was at work, I was so frustrated. So many times I wanted to quit because when you work under leadership that maybe you don't agree with everything and, and the way they do things is just wild and weird and the team is in a constant battle because of the leadership and I'm there in the middle of it like trying to <laughs> help in any way I can but my first response, I wanted to go get out. But the Lord is like, that's easy. Stay in it. I'm with you. Change the way you think. How can you help in this situation? So the Lord finally told me frustration became, became my motivation. But I had to change the way I saw things. Say, so when your frustration becomes your motivation, you know that God is working through you. <laughs> you know that God is working through you. When your frustration becomes your motivation... God is working through you. He's renewing your mind. And all of that, I'm glad I didn't quit. Thanks to my wife, she was like, no, you're staying. I look for different jobs, nothing open. It was like God wanted me there developing. No more why, why. It was more what do you want me to learn, Jesus. I surrender. <laughs> Teach me. Teach me. I trust you. I trust your ways. Yeah, I, want, I wanted a job. But to be honest, now that I look, I wasn't ready for it. I probably would have messed it up. I don't know. But then I had the opportunity to work with many good head coach, some others not so good. And this is the other aspect I always <laughs> ask Jesus about. I always wanted to work with somebody that would teach you, right? Like mentor you. He put me in situations where everything that I was seeing, it was like, I just, I learned what not to do. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I learned what not to do. And he was developing my own vision. How do, how do I want to coach? How do I want to speak? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Are you going to be a, are you gonna be a, a, a transformational coach or, or a transactional coach? Transformational coach means you put the player first. You put the team. And here over here is you and your own, a transactional coach. I, 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 I work with one of those coaches. They want just them and all their results, and they want to be like, they, wanna, they want things to add to the resume, and the team, and then the player. So he put me in those situations where he began to show me what kingdom living in the workplace is all about. He told me, learn about Jesus. He didn't come to be served. That's when he put a mute button on me. He came to serve. He, he came to serve. He came to serve. Hello, servant. I don't know why we resist it sometimes. But we need to change the way we think. And that, that's something, it's not a one-time event. It's a lifestyle. Kingdom living is a lifestyle. 
It's not just a series, and that's good that we're preaching it, but it's the way we should live. Why? Because we have access. Why? Because Jesus did it for us. Why? Because it's just as simple as thinking, repent, change, change. If you're doing something and you don't see the result, change it. Change the way you think. And then I like these uh, examples. Go to Mark 6. Mark 6. 6.34. Are you with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Mark, what did I say? Mark 6. Ay, ay, ay. Thirty-four. The Amplified Bible. As Jesus landed, he saw a great crowd waiting, and he was moved, moved with compassion. That's another big word that, that we need to exercise, and I need it more than anybody else. Ask my wife. But Jesus was moved with compassion. Are you, we moving with compassion in every area of our lives when we're out there in the middle of the pressure? He was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You know that in the workplace, that's sometimes where you're surrounded with sheep without a shepherd. But if you don't change your way of thinking, you miss the opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord if you just get in the work mode. But kingdom living is activating both senses, right? The spirit sense. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when the days were already far gone, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolated and insulated place, and the hour is now late. Have you ever said that? Like you're just tired, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, Lord, just, I just want to go home, you know? I just, and you're getting a cold, and there comes a player and breaks down e- emotionally, and you're like, I just want to go home. But remember, if we take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. And when the day was already far gone, his disciple came to him and said, This is a desolated, insulated place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away. This is our response. <laughs> Send the crowds away to go into the country and village, round about, and buy themselves something to eat. But he replied to them, You give them something to eat. You're ready to go. You want to go home. The Holy Spirit is drawing you. You're telling them, but where are we going to find? What do I do right now? And Jesus goes on to you and says, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. Me? Yes, you give them something to eat. Totally a different change of mind in that moment. The disciples got to experience the resources of the kingdom. And we know the story here. They fed 5,000. If 
you don't want to miss your miracle because you're not willing to change in that moment. You don't want to miss your opportunity because you want to send the crowd away. To me, that was key. He helped me to ask the Holy Spirit, help me to be sensitive to what you're doing. I don't just want to be tired and go home and trust me, I'm that kind of person. I like to be home. I like to just do my job and just see you later. And, and that's something that the Holy Spirit is working on me. Because living, kingdom living doesn't happen without relationship. And begin with the relationship that you have with Christ and with the change of your thinking. He replied to, he replied to them, give them something to eat yourselves. And this is our, our response as, uh, at times. And they say to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii, about $40 worth of bread, and give it to them? And then he goes on to say, how many loves do you have? So my question to you is, what do you have in your hands? That if you put it in Jesus' hands, in the master's hands, what can he do with it? Don't limit God because what you have is little. Because God is not looking at what you have, how much, how little. He'll look at, he's looking at the heart. How are you going to respond in that moment? So let's not miss our miracle. Then in Mark 8, really quick. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 8, 14. Remember, they just <laughs> experienced another miracle there. The 4,000. And 14, we just pick it up there. Now they had completely forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus repeatedly and expressly charged and admonished them, saying, Look out, keep on your guard and be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod and the Herodians. And they discussed it and reasoned with one another. Have you ever reasoned with one another in the middle of an opportunity that they're going, you're going to see something that only God can do, and you're reasoning with one another. You're trying to figure out <laughs> with one another. And begin aware of it, Jesus said to them, why are you reasoning and saying it is because you have no bread? Do you not yet discern and understand? Are your hearts in a settled state of hardness? Having eyes do you not see with them, and having ears, do you not hear and perceive and understand the sense of what is said? And do you not remember? He just experienced the 5,000 miracle, the 4,000. And then because of our way of thinking, carnal, <laughs> natural thinking, then he asked them, where is do you, we have bread, just one love, he said. And they're thinking, that they're, they're thinking about their reasoning because we have no bread. They're, they're in their minds, they're thinking there is no bread. But Jesus is already waiting on them to understand that the way of the kingdom, it's a different way. It's a different way. It's a different way. 
And I'll give you a highlight of School of Kingdom Ministry because I took this note from there in this aspect because he talks about that. So that, that was encouraging for me that I'm not crazy in getting this, what I'm trying to feel, you know, and see the way the kingdom works, you know. It's always, the Holy Spirit always confirms something, right, through the word that, 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 that he's saying something, he's speaking something, that he wants you to learn something because he has things to do that only the kingdom can, can come in and, and begin to move things. He, he wants you to understand. He wants you to change the way you think. He wants you to be humble. He wants you to have compassion. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. And I, I, I really mean it. Thank you for this opportunity to talk this morning. Because my heart is about, I like, I, I enjoy telling people about Jesus. <laughs> I think him, you said it when you preach. It's time to get out of the bench. Thank you for getting me out of the bench. Thank you. Then the disciples, and this is uh, what he had, which I thought it was really good, talking about these miracles, right, and the way they saw things. So the disciples misinterpreted what Jesus is saying as usual. We're in as usual. Or maybe no, maybe some of you are already there. As usual, and think he's complaining that they forgot to bring any food to eat. Jesus observes this and points out that there are thinking, thinking, thinking from a different perspective. The battle is between our ears, church. He specifically brings their attention to the numbers of two multiplication miracles they seen. And I love how they put it in, he puts it on the, on the manual. Starting love, five. People fed, 5,000. Leftovers, 12 baskets. What? Starting love, seven. People fed, 4,000. Leftovers, seven baskets. What? Leftovers? That's the kingdom. That's kingdom living. But do you believe it? Do we activate it? When we're put in that place of giving, oof, let's not go about there. The giving aspect, little becomes much. You know, uh, Phil, last, last time he talked about the love of money. For me, the problem is the love of money, not money itself. Because it's all about giving. It's all about letting it go. He's pointing out that when he started with less food, sign me up, I want to be in this group. He's pointing out that when he started with less food, he not only fed more people, but there were more leftovers too. So it's not only going to be enough for, for the people, for you, for me, it's going to be leftovers to go out there and share. I like that. <laughs> Don't you want leftovers? I guess not. <laughs> I'll take the leftovers, Jesus. I do. I want the leftovers. I want them. I want the leftovers. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The point is the disciples were worried. Have you ever been worried? 
That's another area, and we'll get there. It has to be a trust level to see the things that God wants us to see, that believe the things that it has to be a trust level. Worry is, <laughs> worry, don't worry, but worry is, I, I deal with it. Everybody deals with it, but thank God that Jesus provided a way for us not to worry, and we'll see it next. He's pointing out that when he started with less food, he not only fed more people, but there were more leftovers too. The point is the disciples were worried about the fact that they didn't bring something to eat. And Jesus points them back to the provision God they already seen. I think that's another lesson though for us. How many times has God come through in your life? How many times? When we don't see it, go back to that. When you don't see it yet, go back to that. If I can tell you how many times God came through in my life, and the problem is that so many times we forget about that. And we'll cut up what I like to call in the middle. In the middle. The beginning, the end, in the middle. We wrestle. We, that's where things happen, in the middle, in the middle. I tell my players, yeah, you can win or you can lose, but you know what's going to determine that? What happens in the middle. How are you going to manage the ups and downs? How are you going to manage when you're down? Are you going to give up? Are you going to give in? That's why I like the kingdom. Jesus puts you in that situation. Are you going to give up or are you going to believe me? I'm not giving up. By, Christ, by, by God's grace. Grace is, his, is the unmerited favor of God in our lives. We can't do it without His grace. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's pointing out that, that in the kingdom, you don't co- count your resources. This is for us. This is good. You don't count your resources the same way you do on earth. Talk about changing the way you think. (laughs) Talking about going this way and changing to this side. You don't, the same way you do on earth. You don't start by asking yourself how much you have because God comes in and changes the game completely. Because of this, you have to start from a different place. Are you ready to start from a different place? That's the other thing about God. You're never late. You may be at the end of your rope and God is like, that's where I want you to be. Because now you're going to depend on me. I heard this guy, uh, Max Maxwell. He's a leadership, but I, I like what he said. He said, you don't go to the next level. Whatever the next level, and this is not about levels. You guys know that. You grow too. I feel like that's the kingdom. Yeah, we want to see God more in our lives, but we have to grow to it. When I became a Christian, I wanted everything, boom, supernatural, perfect. <laughs> what a shocking uh, moment. Because I knew I was forgiven. I knew I was set free. I knew that shame has left me because Jesus came into my life. But I had to deal with the everyday life, and I would get upset because I had to deal with things from the past. I said, Jesus, what's going on? You already set me free. Yeah, but there is things that only through the development to going through it that you learn from it. 
and, and he knew that I needed that. He maybe was able to just supernaturally, you know, set me free. I believe that. But the way <laughs> I was and, and what he was wanting me to, to learn, I had to walk through it. I had to grow, grow, grow through it. Are you with me? Yes. Amen. Let's go see one more story. Sorry, I like to go to the Bible. One more story about changing this mindset of, us, of ours. Let's go to John 3.3. 3. Love this. Is that John? Okay. We doing okay? Yeah. Okay. And we know the story here. When Nicodemus came to Jesus. <laughs> Nicodemus, a ruler, right? A leader with authority. Knew all scriptures, right? And he comes to Jesus at midnight. <laughs> Have you ever gone to Jesus at midnight so no one sees you? Maybe in the workplace, right? Sometimes the workplace can get on us a little bit and we don't, you know, we kind of step down, but help me to not step down from that moment. As in, in verse 3, Jesus answered him, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, that unless a person is born again, anew, from above, He cannot ever see, know, be acquainted with, and experience the kingdom of God. I tell you that unless a person is born again from above, a spiritual transform, renew, sanctified, he cannot ever see the experience of the kingdom of God. The question to you and me is, are you reborn? Are you transformed? Renew? Sanctify? Hello? Are you? Are we? Of course we are. So there's no reason that we cannot see the kingdom. There is no reason that we cannot activate this kingdom through us. Are you reborn? Are you renewed? Are you sanctified? So let's walk like it. Let, let's act like it. We should, be run away, we should not run away from Goliath. We should run to Goliath. Are you reborn? <laughs> I think he's calling us to go to the next step. I think he's calling us to get out of our comfort zone because that's where growth takes place. Amen. I think he's stretching me. Amen. I can't stop going away, not in a bad way, but I have to change the way I think and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Amen. There is something when we understand who we are in Christ your voice changes. You go into a place and things change. Right. Oh, it sounds so easy, but why sometimes we, 
we, we, we allow the things of the world to, to, to push us back. It says no weapon, right? Form against you. Shall prosper. That's the good news. The, wep- the, the weapon is going to be is you're gonna, the weapon's going to be against you. There's going to be a weapon against you. But here's the good news. It shall not prosper. That's just kingdom living. The weapon is going to be at you. But guess what? It's not going to prosper. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're changing the way we think right now. Thank you that you're opening the eyes of our hearts right now to see what you want us to see. That not allow the things of the world to kill and steal the thief. Jesus, you came that we have life. And life more abundantly. Christ in us. The hope of glory. Greater is he who is in us. Than he who is in the world. Feel like we're gonna win a championship. <laughs> no, no, no. We are. Why? Because we're gonna step out. It's not about winning or losing. Yeah, at the end it is, but it's what happens in the middle. I'm ready to grind. I'm ready to to whatever it takes. Yeah, but I don't understand. And Jesus is telling you, you give them something to eat. Okay, Lord, but I only have this. That's good enough. Let me do the rest. Rely on me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And that's my next point. We got to change the way we think. Compassion has to be in the midst of everything we do because it opens the door for kingdom living. And then we need to trust. And let's just go see what trust is all about. Go to Matthew 6.33. And I'm getting to the end. Everybody doing okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's funny, one of the, in the Amplify, uh, oh, I need to go there. Hold on. Matthew. Bless you. Matthew 6, 33. In one of the Amplified uh, versions, the subtitle says, The Cure of Anxiety. Oof. I like that. The Cure of Anxiety. What is the Cure of Anxiety? Seek first the kingdom. And I won't read the whole chapter 6, but he's talking about uh, you know, do, do you not know? Wait, I'm in the wrong place. Uh-huh. Thinking what's going on here. Oh, there we go. Anyway, I'm just going to take it on 27 because it talks so many times about and who of you by worrying and being anxious can add one unit of measure, COVID or stature or to the span of your life. And you know that whole chapter, right? It says, are you not more worthy of the lilies? Are you, are, are you, are you concerned of what you will wear? 
I'm just paraphrasing, but it's just, to me, it's, it's amazing because he's telling us the cure of anxiety. It says in 31, Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? Have you ever asked so many questions to God? And some of the questions that we ask are needs, which if I remember correctly, he said he will provide all of your needs according to his riches. So why are we worrying for needs? He will provide all of your needs. But it's just kingdom mindset, kingdom living, that I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help us understand this, His ways. For the Gentiles wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. Amen. Here it is, but seek. You know what seeking means? Aim and strive after. Are you aiming and striving after the things of God? Aim and strive after. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. I love what the Amplified says here. You know what it says? His ways of doing and being right. His ways of doing and being right. Seek first his ways of doing and being right. Seek his ways of doing and being right. And all these things, and all these things, taken together, will, will, will be giving you besides. And then the chapter ends, one more time, just so we, we're sure about Do not worry. Do not be anxious. I feel that worry, anxiety is going to lift the hearts of people this morning. Starting from mine. We're going to trust in a fresh new way. We're going to rely on him, on his word, on his way of doing things. His way of doing and being right. His righteousness. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let's stay in the present. That's how we win. The moment my, my players start thinking about, <laughs> they're gone. Same kingdom living. We got to stay in the present. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of it. Trust who you are. Trust who you are in him, in him, in him. Trust who you are, in him. Aim and strive after his way of doing and being right. Write that one down. So every day we need to aim and strive after his way of doing and being right. What does that mean? Go love somebody. Help me, Jesus. My wife is looking at me. You need some of that. <laughs> Go help somebody. Go bless somebody. Let's aim and let's strive after his way of doing and being right. 
and all these things will be given to you. And I close with the last scripture. So we're going to change the way we think. Compassion is going to be the fuel of what we do. We're going to trust, trust Jesus, and then we're going to lead. We're going to lead according to Colossians 3. So let's just finish up with that. Let's get a Colossians 3. Colossians 3. And actually, we can just have the worship. Is that, is that good? We just finished with this. I feel that he's just going to, the Holy Spirit is going to seal as we just play a little bit. Something's taking place. Help us, Lord, to change the way we see things. Help us to activate the compassion side of things, of who we are. Help us to trust in who we are, in you. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep your eyes to Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you. Thank you, Father. We're hungry for more of you. That's one thing that I love about this church, and I never said it before, but I, I feel the hunger, the desire for more of him. So as we lead, as God-owned chosen people, and this is what Colossians 3.12 says, and that's what the Holy Spirit is going to do to you right now. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones. His own peak representatives. who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. Some areas in our hearts that they need to be touched because we have become hard. I'm included there. And well-beloved by God himself by putting on behavior marked by tender heart, pity and mercy, kind feeling, lowly opinion of yourself, gentle ways and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle, forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance or a complaint against another, readily pardoning each other, even as the Lord has freely forgiven you. What a leadership lesson. And above all this, put on love. Put on love. 
and enfold yourselves with the bond of perfectness, which binds everything together completely, an ideal harmony. And let the peace of God, soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule, rule, act as an umpire continually, the peace of God. Umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. In that peaceful state, to which, as members of Christ, one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have his home in your hearts and minds. And dwell in you all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things, as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody to God with His grace in your heart. And we arrive to this. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, and whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. And whatever you do, God wants to use you. God wants to use me. You may say, I'm retired already. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. So, Father, as we worship, whatever it is, whatever it is that you do, just surrender to Jesus. There's an exchange taking place in the way you think, in the way you approach things. You're one that has routines, but the Lord says, allow me to change some of those routines from, for new routines. Trust that what you have, it's enough. Because He's right here, right now. As we worship, Holy Spirit, do a work in us. Help us. We want to be used by you in a fresh new way. In a fresh new way. We don't want to be conformed to this world. Mm -mm. But we want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. In the name of Jesus. Amen.